listening to The Poster Boy Podcast. Our mission is to help young entrepreneurs in small-town America start, grow, and manage 21st century businesses. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, this is Chad. Hey, and this is Drew. Today, we have a special edition. Chad, who are we interviewing today? We are interviewing someone who's worked with me for years now. Her name is Karis. And um, what we are the most interested in is the fact that she recently started a rehabbing company for rehabbing um, campers. Fantastic. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, I am a mother of three teenagers. I've got two in high school, one in college. And I've always kind of had that mindset of what can I do with the talents that I have to um, to be constructive and to contribute to the family, to make money ultimately? You know, that's always been in the back of my mind. Like Chad said, I work for his company right now. Um, but during... Forever, by the way. <laughs> forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> yeah. I heard that that very futuristic, not in the distant future... I don't know if you caught that, Drew. For now. Yeah, for now. For, for right now, for the next week or two, and then she's going to do away with us. I'm a lifer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so um, so yeah, you know, this is going to be fun to talk about because I did kind of take inventory of what skills I already possess and how I can make some money using yeah. them. So Amazing. Well, if, if I could, just a level set for everyone listening, could you, and maybe for a bit of free marketing, tell us about your business. What is your business? What do you do? And, and what's the what's the sales pitch? Yeah. So I, I, I go online or just kind of search the market for RVs and campers that are being sold used. A lot of them are project campers. It's what they call it. It means that they need work. <laughs> they need to be fixed up a little bit. And so I flip them. I, I put in the elbow grease. I make them fancy and I relist them online and make a profit. That's amazing. Chad, why don't you hit us off with a, with a couple of questions? Well, so first of all, um, I'm ex- extremely proud of Karis. Whenever she first called me with the idea and said she was going to do it, uh, you know how sometimes you hear, you hear people that have great ideas and you wonder, will they ever actually go through with it? And if you are an entrepreneur who does actually do stuff, you hear often people that want to do things that actually never get around to doing it or they never get over the hump. And so... I think like the number one, the, the number one question that everyone has when you're starting a business is number one, what made you come up with this idea specifically? Like why flipping RVs and campers <laughs> over flipping houses or, you know, over, oh, there's a million different ideas. Why right. this and how? Yeah, such a good question. So, um, you know, with COVID-19, everything became so uncertain for everyone and, um, I just, I, I had a sum of money in the bank in my savings. I'm saving up for a wedding. And so I packed that money away. And um, with the COVID-19 shutdowns and all this uncertainty, I just started to panic. I think probably like everybody else. <laughs> what if I have to dip into that money? Sure. What if, you know, and so I, it kept me up for several nights just thinking, okay, either that money will stay exactly how it is or it will start to diminish if I need to dip into it, which I ended up having to do. And so I really was in panic mode. I want that money to grow and not shrink because without it, then I've got nothing and I have no wedding. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I started racking my brain. Um, I even reached out to Chad. Hey, you know, what do you, 
what are your ideas for playing the stock market? I know nothing about that. And I reached out to another friend who uh, rents out you know, properties, investment properties. And I asked her, what does it take to get into something like that? And it just seemed like it was so out of my element and would actually put me into debt trying to purchase a property like that before I was able to actually, you know, rent them out. So it just didn't seem like something, a a risk that I was willing or able to take. So I thought I would just kind of think of something smaller. Um, I I didn't even have campers on the brain at all. In fact, I've never even used a camper before. I had never stepped foot in a camper before. Um, (laughs) Honestly. um, God, don't you love this drill already? I know. Literally, I just took inventory of my skills. What what do I like to do? What do I know I am good at? I'm good at interior design. I'm good at marketing anything, selling anything. So what could I possibly, you know, design, market and sell <laughs> to make yeah. some fast cash? Um, in the in the process of that, we were hanging out with some friends and one of my friends said, yeah, we just bought a camper for $1,000 and we've used it every weekend to go on vacations with our kids. It's been a blast. And I started thinking campers, never, never had even thought about that, but okay. So I just was just for fun looking them up. I wonder if there's another one like that for $1,000. In my research, I came across a blog of this lady who flips campers and RVs for profit. And so that really struck my interest. I started reading her blog and on average, she makes about six or $7,000 in profit for each flip. And um, it just looked so creative and fun and it totally fit my skill set. So And budget. And budget. Yeah. So that's kind of what sparked the idea. I mean, it just kind of all fell into place. I was looking for a quick flip, <laughs> you know, but um, it was the actual thing that I could do. So... Well, so I'm, I'm curious, you go from, you know, knowing that your money sitting in a bank isn't going to do anything for you to recognizing that, that maybe entrepreneurship, or at least some way to make some quick cash is something that you want to do to protect your money, to grow your money. Then you've got the idea in your head. How did you go from, oh man, this is a good idea to let's do this. Like what was that mindset or what was that first thing you did? I just really weighed the risk. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, if I purchase a camper for $1,200, the worst case scenario, I sell it for $1,200 and recoup my money. Right. (laughs) Or even worse than that. Well, Hey, I've got a fun camper on my hands and (laughs) I try to think of a different way to build that money up, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I just really knew, I, I just really had confidence in myself. I've got the skills to paint. I can paint, I can sew, I can clean, I can fix this thing up. And I, another thing is I researched the market. As I was looking to buy one, um, I noticed they were selling like hotcakes. I would be looking at a camper and immediately it would say sold, no longer available. So I saw how fast these were flying off the market and I knew what an interest there is, you know? Um, and the other thing is with COVID shutdown, um, you know, factories, they stopped producing these things for a little while. And so, you know, the manufacturing was paused. So already there, there's a low supply and there is such a high demand for these. I started looking at different, um, 
different like boards, you know, discussion boards and people were talking about how much, you know, they were just, this is my first time camping, first time camping, just bought a camper. This is all that we can do. Hotels are shut down. Activities are shut down. We want to go camping. Where do we go? There's just such a buzz about campers, which again, I had never even thought of it before, but Hey, it's out there. I want a piece of that. It's such an American dream story. And this is why, you know, and listen, Karis's story is in the infancy. Okay. I mean, it's just getting off the ground, but the thing, there's two things that I find fascinating. Number one, you didn't hear anything about a business plan or any of the formalities that needed to be taken to get this off the ground. It was, hey, I have money in a bank account. I'm tapping into it. It's depleting. Now I'm nervous. And what I what I love about the, the difference in mindset from an entrepreneur to someone else is that she looked at the money she had and she asked, how could she spend it to then get more of it? And so many people, when they see money in a savings account, they consider it untouchable. And so they never think to use it. They never, they, as far as they're concerned, it's a rainy day. It's this and that. But you took it and, and, and you bet on the only safe investment right now, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's what, I mean, that's what we've all done. You know, I mean, well, and obviously Karis is, you know, working with our company and she's seen it's it's been catastrophic for us as a company. I mean, event wise, and you know this, Drew, but for Karis, she took it as, well, people can't stay in hotels. So you start going through this checklist of, well, people are camping now for the first time. You know, I had never thought of that. I had never thought about people camping, but the truth is I love camping. And I think people spend more family time and better quality family time when they're doing these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's just great to see you like tap into that and then get over the hump and actually buy it. So one thing I'm not sure if you mentioned on, but I think you said that you spent 1200 bucks on the first one. Was it 1,000? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, $1,200. He was asking 1500. I talked him down to 12. And um, it was a little pop-up camper, brought it. Actually, I didn't even have a hitch on my truck yet. So the seller was kind enough to haul it to my driveway. (laughs) Uh, Wait, this gets even better, okay? You you can tell them, not only does she not have a hitch, she doesn't even know how to pull a camper or back a camper into her driveway. (laughs) Nothing. Okay, so we literally say with no insult intended, if Karis can do this, anyone can do this, right? I mean... Who who in there in the world would say they started a camper company and didn't know how to pull a camper? <laughs> never been in one before. Yeah, never even stepped in one, never slept in one. I so, know. you know, and when you say $1,200, what I love about that is it's a small amount of money yeah. that you were able to do. Like you said, renting properties. So we have properties. It's very expensive. A down, you know, we just put 15,000 in windows, mm. you know, and yeah. so there's so much that goes into this. Um, yeah. But it's such a low startup cost with and your return on investment was is really good. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, so yeah, uh, Drew, I mean, is anything else? I know I cut you off of your question or anything else you had about that? To piggyback off what you just said, Chad, what I didn't hear there was what, what's my business plan? Um the idea seemed super approachable. It was completely within your wheelhouse. You have the skills, you have the ability. You just said, I'm going to do it. And you <laughs> yeah. did it. And you, you didn't, you didn't even need to take a, a course on backing up a camper no. or you didn't like all the, all the things that maybe normal people would get stuck on that they see as obstacles. You said, whatever, I'll figure it out. It is. It's just, I'll figure it out. And so I've read articles. I've learned so much about campers. Now I'm an expert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, that's just how it is. You just have to jump in and, and you figure it out along the way. And I'm sure. Yeah. I I don't hear excuses. Yeah. Yeah. There's no excuses. And really there's no plan B. Let's just go for it. I know I will. Yeah. Yeah, I know I will. 
Karis, Karis could have raised money really quick too, by the way. Anybody that knows Karis would have been more than happy to buy uh, that camper. I got even offered. I want to do it. I want uh, to help out. But no, you just want to be supportive. And again, you have a good network, but for everyone, anyone out there, if you're, you know, if you're young and you're starting something, most oftentimes people have someone in their network that will help out. Because look, and Drew, you know this, when when you're starting your first business, really no matter who you are, it it tends to have to start small. And it tends to have to start with a lower budget because it's very, you have to graduate to that level of thinking to build something in a, in a bigger scale. You know, it's not like you started out and said, I'm going to buy 50 campers and I'm going to flip all of them at one time. And I'm going to assemble this huge team of people that are going to do this. I'm going to have a, a person that's buying all the campers. Another person is picking them up. I'm going to have a rehab project manager, you know, but now that you start saying this stuff, this is how like I would think, you know, it's like, all right, well, what if, if you're doing one? Well, how can we do 10 at one time? <laughs> You know, and instead of 6,000 a week, how can we do 60,000? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's just kind of the, the mindset, but what you were able to do so far, and we're going to get into where it's at today, but you were able to get in for 1,200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And how much did you, first of all, you said that he asked 1,500 uh-huh. and you settled on 12. Yes. How did you figure out what price was good? Uh, I just, I researched the market. I looked at what other other similar campers were going for, what's the range. And I uh, just took a look at the, you know, you could see in the pictures, it wasn't in perfect condition. It was in good condition, but not perfect. Yeah. So um, yeah. And then I, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I only brought $1,300 with me. I wasn't, I wasn't going to pay the 1500. I asked for 12. He said, yes. Yeah. So I went home with an extra hundred. And then you pocket. told him to drive it to your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wish I could have recorded this transaction. I would love your camper, but I need you to. And it's an hour. It was an hour drive. <laughs> he drove it. Each way? Yes. He drove an hour home. <laughs> she should have given up the extra hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Later in yeah. life, mail him a check. Yeah. Right. So for this one, um, I think we're going to get to the mistakes. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, no, the next yeah. question that I have is like, okay, so this guy delivers this camper. Okay. Yeah. And now, now it's like, oh man, it's in my it's driveway. In my driveway. <laughs> right. what, do, what happens next? Like right. what's the next thing you do? So I purposely chose something that was small and didn't look like it needed too much work. And I just thought to myself, I'll just do this one. And if I hate it, then I know I hate it. Don't need to do another one. But if I love it, I know I'm going to get addicted and want to continue doing more and more and more. So let's just start small. Um, so yeah, when we went in, we I looked inside and well, I looked inside when we first viewed it. But you know, in my driveway, I went back inside and I just kind of resurveyed everything that needed to be done. It was really just I needed a good paint job, uh, needed to be scrubbed down. I on the outside the vinyl and all of that stuff. I hired my 15-year-old daughter and stepdaughter. I paid them 30 bucks each to grab a sponge and scrub it down. And they just went to town. They made that thing so sparkly clean on the outside. Really? <laughs> yeah. um, I know the cost of paint because I've painted my home. So I know a gallon of paint is 30 bucks and I wouldn't even need that much for the inside. So for less than 30 bucks, I got it painted. I know the cost of fabric um, just because of, again, just decorating in my own home. So went to the store and bought some fabric and it was just pretty easy and to you put together. And reupholstered the cushions? Reupholstered the cushions. Yeah. And that's really all it needed. Um, curtains inside, you know, yeah. it was all just fabric. So really just the paint and fabric and then a good scrub down. So that's how, how much all. would you say that you put into it financially, at, not including the purchase? Like how much did you put into fixing it? Yeah. So I saved all my receipts, added it up. It was about $200 between paint and fabric. So at this point, you're in it for $1,400. Yes. 
Okay, perfect. So I know that you made a mistake on this specific one, yeah. the first one about a title issue. Yeah. So, so explain <laughs> that and how you won't do it again. So this was a pretty costly mistake. Again, this is so new to me. I didn't know how this all works. When um, when I bought the camper, they handed me the title and they said, just take this to currency exchange and they can transfer this over to you. So I'm a rule follower. I went to the currency exchange <laughs> and I said, I need to transfer this over to me. And so she had me sign on the line that I was the buyer. And she said, that'll be $180. $180. I said, wow. I, I know. And I was, by this point, I was already done refurbishing this camper. I was ready to list it that day and have someone buy it. So I said, well, I get to walk home with the title in my hand today, right? She said, no, we send out for it. And you know, with all everything going on, we're backed up for about three or four months. What? <laughs> oh no. Oh, here. And, and I said, you know, I'm not really this isn't really for me to keep. I'm just flipping this. She said, Oh, honey, we didn't have to do any of this. Then you could have just handed the title over to the next buyer. I didn't have to put my name on that title at all. I didn't have to pay $180. But now that my name was signed on the line, it was too late to go back. So, oh, <laughs> my God. That's painful. I said, Wow, well, you know, that was a very expensive mistake. <laughs> I will make that one again. So um, she handed me a temporary title. And I just thought in my mind, okay, when I list this for sale, I'll say it comes with a title. And when they come to look at it, yeah. I'll explain to them, here's a temporary title. She said the, the original will come in the mail. And that's what I did. And it wasn't an issue. So yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Once... Once you get this thing fixed up, so now you have 200 bucks in it plus an additional 180. Oh my gosh. So you have yes. almost $400 in this. Yes. <laughs> so 400 plus your 1200, 1600. Mm -hmm. What are you listed at? Okay, so I always keep in mind what I want to walk away with and then I'll bump it up by 3 or 400 dollars. I always give that little bit of cushion room to let room. yeah, to let them talk me down. So I knew I wanted about 2800 was or was what I wanted to list it for and the lowest I was willing to go was 2300. I wanted to make about $1000 on, you know, about $1000 profit. So I did go ahead and list it for 2800. And I've got so many hits on that thing. Part of it was staging it. You know, you have to, mm -hmm. you have to just like staging a home. I went into my house. I found some cute accessories, brought them out to the camper, staged it with pillows and a comforter and, you know, just really little candles, took some nice pictures. Chad helped me <laughs> brighten them up yeah, and, you absolutely. know, made them look really nice. And it worked. Um, that's part of the marketing, you know, and I've got a lot of interest. I had about 10 people lined up to see it in one day. But the first family that came, they, they're the ones that bought it. And when I mentioned the title, they didn't. I waited until they had already said they want to buy it. And then I mentioned the yeah, title. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, but I had already let them take their time looking through it, yeah. loving it. And they were committed. So. And did they buy it for what you wanted? Oh, yeah. So, um, so the dad... This is funny. The family that came to see it, it was a mom and dad. They were buying it for their college age daughter. And they said they've been camping their whole life with their kids. So they knew way more about campers than I did. <laughs> I mean, way more. The dad took about an hour 
looking at every corner and crevice of this thing. And he found every flaw. (laughs) I mean, he looked at that thing over way more than I did. He found every flaw, but in his mind, I think it was more of a nice project for him. It didn't seem to bother him, you know, and I just stood back and let him look, you know, I just have learned through sales, keep your mouth shut, let them do their own talking. And they fell in love with it. And he kept saying, Oh, that's okay. Well, this is how we'll take care of that. This is how we'll fix that. So, um, yeah. So then when it came down to negotiating, he said, you know, 2,800 is a little bit out of my daughter's budget. Are you will- How much are you willing to come down? Well, I know from sales training, never, never put out the first number. First one, first one to talk loses. <laughs> yeah. First one yeah. to talk loses. So instead of giving him a, a number, I just said, you know, I am willing to come down. What are you thinking? And he said 2,400. So I took it. I mean, 2,300 was as low as I was going to go. He said 2,400. I said, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. They paid a cash. And it was done. Took the the camper and the temporary title with them. (laughs) And they had a title hitch. They They had their own hitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, it's so rare to turn a profit the first time on anything because, <laughs> but you did make mistakes. Yeah. You know, just like everyone, but mm-hmm. instead of being, you know, instead of looking down on them or feeling bad about yourself, now you've learned. Yeah. Okay. So what would be yeah. the one thing or what were a few things that you think you did learn that you would avoid? Well, that you yeah. are avoiding. Yeah. For the next, moving well, forward. obviously the title, you know, don't, don't yeah. sign my name on that. Um, Another thing is, you know, I, I, when he was looking over the camper, I mean, he took a lot of time. He was very thorough. Sure. And I just asked him point blank, hey, what are you looking for when you look at a camper? Because eventually we're going to want to buy one that fits our family, you know. And so he was really helpful. And he pointed out how you can tell the age of the tires just by looking at the SKU number on the side and all, oh, all these different things. Look at these <laughs> seams, how they're not you know, whatever, yeah. you know, all the different things. So, um, yeah, he, he, I learned a lot just by asking questions, you know, he seemed to know. And so I asked and I listened. Now I know kind of what to look for yeah. in the next one. Um, yeah. So that's probably what okay. I learned the mo- most. So do you think you would be screening on what you're getting next? Would that be something that you learn more? Because yeah. I think we want to talk about another camper that you have. Yeah. So great news. Kara's turned to profit. We knew she would. All right. So camper number two now, Drew, we're going to step it up. Okay. So this is, I think, a very interesting one. So, I mean, tell the story about camper number two. two. So now I'm getting greedy. I want more than a thousand dollar profit. I want to get, I want more like five, six thousand. So, um, so I'm looking online and I end up finding uh, one for the same price, 1200. Um, and it's a hard top. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with campers. It's a little bit bigger. This one has two beds. It has a full kitchen with a refrigerator, stove, sink, all of that. It has a bathroom. It's like more of a big camper, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so I set up an appointment to go see it. Um, just before I had found this one, though, there were two others that I had put bids on and I had appointments to go see them. And on the way, literally driving there, I got contacted by the seller saying, oh, sorry, just sold. Oh, sorry, just sold. First come, first serve. And I was so frustrated. So for this one, this new one, um, I put a bid on it. We had an appointment. 
made. And I was really assertive with her like every day. Are we still good for Friday? Are we still good? I'm still coming. Do you need me to put a deposit down? You're like, I'm yeah. not letting this one go. Yeah. And she reassured me, no, we, we've rolled it for you. So we went to go look at it and it was in pretty good condition. Again, it just seemed like it needed cosmetic work with paint, fabric, you know, cleaning, but nothing huge. Um, it actually looked like it was in better shape on the outside. It didn't have any holes or leaks or anything. Um, so yeah, it, I was really pleased with it and I couldn't believe I was getting it for the same price as I got my little pop-up, you know, yeah, when you sent me pictures, I was like, yeah, oh. crazy. Um, so I felt like I was ripping this poor lady off, but she was just like, no, are you sure you're okay with the price? And I was kind of curious, why is she selling this? so cheap? Yeah. So when we looked inside, she said, well, the only thing is there's a little soft spot right by the entrance. So you have to step over that, you know, it's a little bit soft under the tile. And so I asked her, you know, is it just a thing of, I need to replace the wood right there? She said, yeah, that's all. <laughs> Again, I had no idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I've read when people are listing campers for sale, I, I see sometimes they say it has a couple soft spots, but I didn't know what that really meant. Does it just need new wood? I don't know. So, okay. We bought the camper. This time we have we a hitch, hitch on our car. We pulled it home and bare, white knuckled, so scared, oh. you know, but we brought it home and just parked it in the street because we didn't know yet. My fiance or I, neither of us know how to back a trailer up. So we parked it in the street and we decided, okay, tomorrow morning, we will take this to a parking lot and practice backing it up. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, that's what we did. It worked, right? Yeah, yeah. we practiced and... And so then when we felt confident enough, we brought it back to the house, backed it up into the driveway. Good to go. Good to go. So, um, so then we, it's time to start demo, you know, so we've decided to pull up the tile in that little soft spot. Well, apparently soft spot means it's the wood is completely wet and rotted. Like you push your foot on it and it crumbles and Ugh. you, there's no floor. It just was a mess and mold. And so <laughs> we start pulling up more tile and we see it spread more and more and more. Literally the whole front half of the camper is wet underneath and has oh. crumbling wood. I don't know what was keeping that floor together, but did you step on it when you were looking at it? Yeah. I mean, it was just, we did find two other soft spots that she didn't mention that were kind of in the corner under the table, under the sink. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but once we started pulling up tile, there were parts that necess weren't necessarily soft to the touch at first, but it was wet and it was moldy and terrible. <laughs> So really, yeah. So, so how did, did you know how to fix this? Well, I went online and you know, YouTube? again, you just, YouTube? yeah, learn as you go, right? <laughs> Thank you, YouTube. We Figure it, it out as you go. So I found a video on how to replace it and it actually didn't seem so complicated. It just looked like it's going to take some hard work. So we've spent all this week, uh, ripping it up, taking out all the old yucky wood, and um, we have a dehumidifier in there to pull out all the water. It is bone dry now and uh, cleaning it all up. And then we just went to the hardware store yesterday, bought some new insulation, bought some new subfloor wood, and we've started laying it down. So it was pretty discouraging the first few days. I felt like oh. this camper that was so cute at first, like we're just tearing it up and tearing it up. And in order to really get underneath, 
You, we had to take out cabinets. We had to take out benches. I mean, this thing does not look <laughs> at all <laughs> like oh. the camper we bought, but we have to do it the right way if I want to sell it for the profit that I want. So, um, and you're learning how to do all this on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So we pulled everything out. Honestly, I'm hoping we can remember how to put it all back together. It's going to be like a puzzle, but Hey, we'll just do it. We'll, Did you take we'll photos? figure out some once I remember, <clears throat> once I thought about it, but yeah, rule of thumb when you're taking yeah, anything apart, take photos, put that on the list of things I learned. Yeah. I didn't take pictures of everything. And I really wish I had. Yeah. In fact, under there's a pipe that fell out and we don't know where it came from. We'll deal with that later, I guess. Yeah. Well, with the water problems, it sounds like maybe that was the problem in the first place. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think we've identified where the water was coming in down in the storage area. Um, it's not sealed and you can actually, once we took a look from the inside, you could see the light of the outside. We could see where the hole is. And then by the front door, you know, the door where you go in, it's not sealed. And so I pretty much, I, I think that's where. Do you it, know it how is. to seal them now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've learned in the last week I've learned. So, so, so Drew, yeah. one of the things that I'd mentioned to Karis, whenever she started sending me, um, the updates on this particular camper, what I was explaining is it was very similar to one of our previous podcasts about, you know, uh, problems becoming opportunities really and not getting discouraged by them. Because now when she finds a camper that has a soft spot, mm -hmm. she can like adequately know how much work's going to go into fixing this. Yeah. So you have a better idea of whether or not it's worth it, yeah. you know, and for this one. So, okay, let's say you do make a profit of four or $5,000. Well, you have to say, okay, did it take you 160 hours to fix it? And right. if so, it was for, if it was you mm -hmm. and your fiance and your three kids, plus, you know, your mm -hmm. other one, I mean, yeah. there's a whole lot that goes into this. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, but now yeah. and you do know, oh, yeah. go ahead, Drew, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, and I was going to ask, you know, so on the original camper that you, you updated, how much time or, or how long did that take you to earn or to make that thousand dollar profit? So, yeah. For that first little pop-up camper a week, but from the time I bought it to the time I sell it, sold it a week. Every day though, or how many hours a day would you say? Um, yeah, I would say a good three solid full days. So and 20, maybe just, 25 hours, 30 yeah, hours? Yeah, and then maybe the last couple of days, just a little putzing here and there, like yeah, taking yeah. pictures and things. But yeah, a, one day to paint, one day for the fabric sewing, the recovering, all yep. the cushions and everything. One good day of cleaning to start it all off. So and yeah. that's it. Now this one, I've given myself a limit of three weeks. I and I my my goal is always to get it done sooner than that. But that's the absolute longest that I want to spend on this thing. So uh, we're about three days in. Yeah. And we've got the whole floor ripped up, cleaned out, gutted, dried, and now we've laid down the um, the insulation, and we're working on putting the new subfloor down. So I figured after that. Once we get the flooring down, it'll be smooth sailing. You know, in the in the meantime, I've already started to paint some of the cabinet the cabinet doors, um, prime them. You know, getting them ready for painting, and so I've already got a good start on this. Um, so you weren't too discouraged? No, like I said, the first few days it was because I felt like it was this cute camper was just being demolished yeah. <laughs> and destroyed, and yeah. it was getting way worse than better. But now that we're starting to rebuild it, I'm excited again. I'm feeling confident and with the new floors down, it'll feel like, okay, we're back at square one. 
Let's well, and the key here. is too, you're going to sell stuff, something to someone mm-hmm. that you want to be a quality product. Yes. Exactly. You know, you don't want someone saying, don't buy from her, you know, yeah. she's lying or, you know, you know how people are. That's really true. And I have to be honest, there were a few times where I was like, really, do we have to pull that up too? Yeah. Really? Can we just let that be someone else's problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my fiance just reminds me, no, we can't in good conscience sell this unless right. we do it the right way. And he's right. And I would have, you know. Could have done well, that anyway. It, you you will stick around longer yeah. if you do things the right way. You yeah. can do things the shortcut, and you can mm-hmm. get paid in the short term. Yeah, but it won't work out. You agree with that, Drew? I one hundred percent agree yeah. with that. And I'm learning along the way. So that's, that's invaluable, you know, just oh. learning how to do these things. And next time I'm sure we'll find ways to do it faster. We're, we're figuring it out as we go this time around, but next time we'll know how to do it that much faster. So, yeah. yeah. So let, <clears throat> let, me, let me ask you if you're, if you're on number two, mm-hmm. tell me about camper number 10. Is that, are you going up in price? Or are you going for things that are maybe lower priced, easier to sell quicker, lower investment in time and money? Yeah. Like how would you, how would you say your 10th one looks? Right. Yeah. So this lady that I originally found her blog, you know, she talks about that. She said, if you're going to flip a camper, you'll find it a lot easier to sell if you keep it under $10,000. Anything over $10,000, now you're looking at buyers who have to get a loan or, or you know, typically. Typically, if it's under $10,000, they will be able to bring cash. So for me, that's kind of my guideline, I guess I'm sticking by. Yeah. I'm going to try to find, um, find campers that I can purchase for a couple thousand tops and then sell them for, you know, six, seven, eight thousand, depending on what it is. Um, but not more than 10 at first while I'm getting my, you know, (laughs) building my skill set and learning. Um, eventually though, I do have a dream of, of making one that's like super souped up class a (laughs) yeah, real nice. I see some that go for like 60 grand and they've got, you know, leather, leather recliners, surround sound, big yeah. screen. They're just like the luxury ones. I think it would be really fun to work up to something like that, that I could put some real quality time into and invest into making it amazing. And then a huge profit come from that. Yeah. But for now, it's like, let's learn the lesson on the smaller things and see where it goes from there. When you got to think, when you get into the market, so this is my first thought. So I know a bunch of people that travel and they have those ones that are two or three hundred thousand dollars right when you get into a market of 60 grand a lot of these people can afford a new one yeah you know so you gotta that's that's just my first thought is i would be mindful of the of your consumer and who you're who you're attracting like right now what's so great about the ten thousand dollars or less is someone who's never really camped they don't mind investing seven, eight grand into a camper. If they're going to use it for a year or two, they're yeah. fine with that. And they can just resell it, mm-hmm. you know? And so it really opens the market up to who you can sell to. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. know, more broad, but again, the more specific you get, mm-hmm. you can also build it to suit. You know, there's a lot of things you can do as you yeah. get into it, but that's all going to be how you and yeah. you know, your fiance navigate the waters and right. learn. Yeah. But as you keep learning, everything gets easier, right? This yeah. time research is faster. This time negotiations mm-hmm. are faster. I mean, this time the rehab's going to be a lot longer. Yeah. But next time, you know, and really as far as money goes, I haven't invested too much into this. Wood is cheap. You yeah. Know? So I think maybe 50 bucks is all we've spent into this floor so far. How much do you anticipate putting into this particular camper as far as yeah. money goes? Um, 
Well, I gave myself a thousand dollar budget. I don't know if I'll end up using all that. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. To be continued. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I just kind of gave myself that thousand dollar budget. Um, I another thing I'm going to tackle that I've never done before is painting the outside. Oh. Yeah, I, I saw some ideas online to make it look super clean and sweet. And so I'm going to give that a try. And it's like painting a house, though, when you walk into yeah. a freshly painted house. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. so you're going to put let's just say hypothetically, you do put in a thousand. Mm-hmm. So you're in this one for what? One thousand two hundred plus a thousand. So twenty two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. How much do you want to sell this one for? What's your hope? What's the yeah. ideal scenario? So what I see online that they're going for is about six grand. Um, if I make it look really nice, you know, and maybe even mention brand new floors, um, I, I think I'm going to list it for about 65 and then just with the hope let, of getting at least six. Yeah. Or 62. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk me down to 62. So yeah. Drew, I think we're in the wrong business. <laughs> it sounds like it. I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like <clears throat> if you've got one new camper every three weeks, Mm-hmm. You're you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar a year business. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. And it's it all started from, you know, <laughs> just being resourceful. That's it. Just looking at yeah. your skill set and figuring out what you can do and mm-hmm. then actually pulling the trigger. Yeah. So many people have ideas, mm-hmm. so many, but they don't do it. So okay, we always want to end with advice. If you were mm-hmm. giving advice to someone who is, you know, between the ages of 15 mm-hmm. and 20, mm-hmm. and they're thinking about starting, okay? They don't have the life experience that you have, okay? You have, you're a mom of three kids, so you're more of a doer than a high school 15. You know, think about your daughter, yeah. you know, think about some of the people that work for us, okay? yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give them if they had an idea and they were looking to do it? Anything specific? Yeah, I would say two things. Look for, look around you and see what the need is right now. So what is there a need for? Is there a need for cleanup in your community? Is there a need for, or what is there an interest in? You know, do you see um, other, you know, you play an instrument, there's musicians that are in your downtown area that play for money or just something that you know you have a skill set for and it seems to be a need. Um, yeah, you know, that'll try, start to kind of give you those ideas or maybe you already have an idea of your own that you'd love to do it. Uh, just kind of do some research, see what the interest is in the market and then go for it. You, just go for it. I know. Do it. Yeah. What do you have to lose? You know? Um, and then the other thing is, you know, when you have a need, when you feel that pressure in yourself, like I need to make money or I have this idea and I'll feel so fulfilled if I actually do this and, and have this thing rolling. When you feel that pressure inside of you, that will push you to, to act on it too. Just get, get it going. I, um, my son who's in college, <laughs> he, um, he messaged me last week and he said, Hey mom, turns out my student loans don't cover all of my classes for the next semester. We're going to be short about $2,000 <laughs> and they wanted in four payments of 500. Can you do it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, um, I could, but no, yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. know, so I, you know, I dug a little further, I guess they had kind of sprung it on him day one of classes and I don't want him to get behind on classes. Sure. Mom, if I don't pay it today, they won't unlock my classes. So I struck a deal with them. I said, okay, 
I'll cover this first month for you, but how much do you have in savings? He has like $200 in savings. I said, okay, don't touch it. You've got a month to earn somehow earn the the other 300. (laughs) And for the next couple months, you're going to cover that 500, (laughs) you know? So I'll cover that first month. You're on your own for the next three. You've got time to just figure it out. And I told him, I said, Mark, think of all the times I've been in a jam and I literally just have to figure Figure out (laughs) a way to make money. And he's seen me through the years, you know, just, you know, he jokes with me. He said, mom, anything you set your mind to, it seems like within three weeks, you're an expert at it. He's told me that before. So I like you to figure this out. I said, I want you to really develop that part of your mind that like stretch yourself, you know, be innovative, be creative. You've got what it takes. You just have to figure it out and go for it. So he will. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm certain for a fact that <laughs> he, he will, will because he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, that's part of it. You yeah. know, I think I think whenever people get started, and you know, even going to your story and all the advice that you're giving, so many people, the fear factor for some reason, and you know, the way I look at it is the future is going to happen, mm-hmm. whether you believe it will or not. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the hardest things to understand when you're really young mm-hmm. is that like 30 will happen. 40 will happen, right? These things are hard to believe. And, but you know, also if you think about, if you solve one problem a day, every day for a year, think of how much more, you know, at the end of that year, right? So for you, you think about campers, you're a couple months into this. Okay. Now let's think if we have the same exact podcast 12 months from now, Mm -hmm. and we look at how, how efficient you will be, you know, the same campers that you're buying today, you could probably get a better deal. You could probably get more money. You'll probably learn better sales tactics for this specific thing. Because you're listening, you know, you're asking a lot of questions. Funny thing is the person you sold to was more of an expert than you. Yeah. (laughs) And you were able to learn. Yeah. But that's with any business. It's with us. You know, you think about when you came on to help us at UTP and booking events, it's the same, you know, it's it's all about learning. And what is, what does this need take? Yeah. You know, and then you get it to where it's relatively automated Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how we all work. And, you know, we get smarter. I mean, Drew, what do you have to add to that? Just a funny idea that, Maybe the first or the only really thing, the only thing he should learn this semester, your son, is what it takes to earn a living. Beyond all of the classes he'll go through, I think this lesson you gave him may be the most valuable first semester lesson. Man, I think he needs to learn how to flip a camper. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It sounds like the family business yeah, here. I'm not going to lie. It's true. And I told my 15 year old daughter, You want a car next year? <laughs> <laughs> I know how you can make a couple thousand right off yeah. the bat. So I told her, I'll teach you everything I know. And yeah. then I, I, we already have had this conversation. I'll buy you a little camper. When you sell it, pay me back what I spent to buy it. You keep the profit. Mm-hmm. Save up for a car. <laughs> well, and that's how this whole thing works, yeah. you know. And if even if you're out there and you're listening and you don't even have a thousand bucks, I mean, look, if you can b- find a thousand bucks, you can pay someone 5% interest or something small to where it's like, let them have something in the game. Let them have some reward, yeah. you know, but it's one of those things. I mean, and Drew, we talk about this in the poster boy where, you know, if you're, if you're looking to raise money for an idea that you have, and let's say that, you know, the idea that Karis went with was 1200 or, you know, call it $1,500 to get involved. Let's say you need 10,000 and you don't have it, you know, and maybe you don't have anyone that could loan you $10,000, but maybe you do know five people that could give you 2000. And, you know, if you write these people down and they loan you $2,000 and you do exactly what you say and you keep them informed, once you make their money back and you pay them with a little bit of interest, the next time you have an idea, 
and you need $10,000 or $20,000, the first place you're going to start are the people that loaned you the first 10, okay? Because you paid them back as promised and generally you want to add like a sweetener to it at the end. So if you promise them 200 bucks, you give them 400. And this way, this is, you start building a deck, you know? I mean, basically it's like building a deck of investors where if you have an idea, you go to these people. And over time, you know, if, if they invest and maybe they don't have more than two grand, but you need four, you can say, do you have anyone else that might be interested? And trust me, people, it's hard to explain this, but people tend to gravitate towards what they are. So if, if your friend has two grand, odds are you have two grand. If your friends smoke, odds are you smoke. If your friends, you know, have 50 grand, odds are you do. And so you're going to find that the people you're borrowing from tend to be in the same, the same economic situation. Yeah. You know, something I thought of too, if someone's looking at not having a thousand dollars to invest in their first one, <clears throat> and what if they similarly don't have any any knowledge or skill? I mean, I know that you come into this knowing how to sew and to paint and other important life skills. Sometimes there's even value in just putting your toes into a market, no matter what it is, right? Imagine if you've got $50, could you go buy cleaning equipment and start a, you know, uh, a, a RV or camper cleaning service and, and tour your local, um, you know, HOAs and, and, you know, campsites and offer to clean these right now you get into these campers, you're cleaning them for them. You're feeling what a, what a soggy floor feels like for the first time. You're seeing all the, all the things in there and you're just immersing yourself in a market. You're understanding the language, you're learning about the buyers and the sellers. And then you could take your, you know, your first six months of cleaning investment and go into buy your first camper. And I think you could apply that methodology to nearly any industry. If you just get in there to learn about it. That's a really you know, good I mean, point. Drew, even with what you said, you can look online at all the ones that are for sale and you can just offer to come and clean it and split whatever increased value they could get out of it. You know, I mean, literally, you could have nothing in this more than a than a, a sponge and a bucket, some water and some soap and really take your time and clean it and allow them to raise the price on it. You know, help them with the photos if you have an iPhone and a filter on it. Hey. And all of a sudden you've cleaned it with your iPhone, taking photos, and now they're getting an extra 500 bucks and you could make a little bit of money on that. That's Absolutely. Cool. You could do that for boats, for houses, Absolutely. for anything, shops, anything. You know, even it's, it's some funny you say that. Like I, so, um, you know, Mary and I, we use Airbnb a lot. And so one of the things that we notice whenever we're looking for places, I all, I can tell you this with certainty. I will never even look at a place if the photos aren't like super bright light. Unfortunately, it's like they're filtered, but I don't care. I want something that looks modern and new. And you could almost make a business of looking at houses in your area that are on Airbnb and offering to come in and retake Airbnb photos for 50 bucks or a hundred bucks mm -hmm. and brighten them, edit them, give them back to them. And they'll yep. rent them more. Yeah. At no cost to yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying with just your yeah. iPhone, you know, and you yeah. go in and put a little fun light on your head where it looks like you're professional and you know, something goofy. Is <laughs> it's true. You know, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Cover your skill. I, if you're I, listening to this podcast and you don't leave here with an idea, yeah. <laughs> right. you need a new podcast. Right. <laughs> my um my son my, that's in college he he's a media art student so he has a camera he yeah. does video he does editing so i'm not too worried i'm like get out there and, I mean, and he does he films weddings he films um he actually like hooked up with the school district and filmed their homecomings and proms when schools were open and they paid him to put together a highlight video for their website yeah. so 
I mean, there's just, you could go ask a school if they have somebody like that or, you know, or looking for something like that. Yeah. There's so much you could do. A lot of times it just takes asking. Mm-hmm. If people see you're willing to work mm-hmm. and they realize that you're, you're eager, they're, they're, they love it. You know, the problem that we all have, and I mean, Drew experiences this and Karis, you know, that we experience it is um, we, you get people that they don't always want to work, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very difficult. Uh, it's, a, it's just different. It's a different way of life today than it, you know, I mean, Karis, we're both in our thirties and, you know, it's a little bit different way of life than it used to be. Yeah. You know, it's a little different. Like it we, is. I mean, we were younger and like, I remember having to work on the farm and pitch watermelons and chop cotton and, you know, <laughs> we don't want to go down our holes here of all the, the jobs we've done and all those tables we've waited and all yeah. the, you know, all of us. Yeah. But yeah. Do anything you want to leave it with, man? No, this is, this has been fantastic. And it's been amazing hearing your story, your journey. Chad, do you have anything to add? Well, no, as it's just beginning, I think it's important, um, you know, that obviously I'm going to I'm going to be a part of Karis's journey along the way and, and I'll keep everyone updated. I think we'll have her back in a year and see where it's gone, see if she loses interest, see, you know, which I know she won't. And we'll see what type of success she's been able to have and, you know, what type of difference it can make in her life. Um, I mean, Karis, do you have anything you'd like to add on it? I mean, thank you for you know sharing yeah, your story. Thank it's- you so much. Um- yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, the only other thing I would highlight is just having a mentor and Chad's kind of been that mentor to me and also just like that accountability. So when I was going to look for my second camper, he said, text me a picture of it. So I know you bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Having that accountability, like, okay, then I text him the before pictures. Okay, no, text me the after pictures, you know, just like somebody who's cheering you on. And so I would really just hope that anybody who's trying to find their niche We'll also have somebody cheering you on and challenging you to keep going. Don't give well, up. You know, one thing, uh, Drew, I just want to add before we go. One thing that I love about Karis' story is the originality of it. I think it's an idea that, you know, we feel like you've heard everything and we've been pitched everything. Everybody has an idea, you know, this and that. But this is something that takes hard work. It's not writing software. This is like roll up the sleeves, elbow grease. Elbow grease <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's fun. It's fun to see it. It's fun mm-hmm. to hear it. And when I shared it with my parents, you know, I was just so proud of you. Aww. So immediately I called my dad. I'm like, dad, you got to hear this idea. This lady that works with us, she's amazing. We love her and I will never let her leave. Um, <laughs> but here's what I'm hearing. And, you know, and they were all so supportive. You know, they were asking me like, Hey, how, how did she do with it? Did she do well? You know, are we, is she going to do a reality TV show? <laughs> Tell her I want her to do a reality TV, you know, and it just became this thing. So now we talk about this stuff all the time. And so, That's cool. you know, and you get ideas mm-hmm. and it's just like, I told Karis, I wanted to document the problems that you have mm-hmm. on the first one, because when you do, like you asked Drew earlier uh, for camper number 10, your problems will be very different. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say you can tell a lot about a business by the quality of the problems. Like prime example, your title problem. <laughs> That's the result of a very, very, very young, inexperienced business, Yep. right? Yep. But problem 10 will be something totally different. It will yeah. be, how do I self-finance, mm-hmm. you know, this one, whatever. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. This has been another episode of the Poster Boy Podcast, brought to you by utproducts.com. Find and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at theposterboybook.com to grab your copy of the book.